It is day four of our hike, or maybe you call it day 4.1, depending on how you score our down payment day. But this is a day that we're back on the road after our break, which turned out to be a bit less of a break than we anticipated for all the reasons we discussed. But this is a day that we're going to see plenty of wall and also plenty of hills and ruins uh, as we, as I put it, slide into Lanarkast. The irony today is that it opened with one of the steepest inclines we've experienced. And that was just to get back to the wall path. Rejoining the trail amid the crags started with a further uphill trek that, after a bit of huffing and puffing on our part, brought us to the zenith of Hadrian's wall path, elevation more than a thousand feet above sea level. The next several miles through the crags were similar to those of day three, with steep declines and inclines, spectacular vistas from the peaks looking north, the Romans having obviously chosen this ground with military defensibility and reconnaissance in mind. The notoriously volatile northern English weather revealed itself throughout the day, as the beaming sunshine at the opening gave way in a mere 30 to 35 minutes to rain-threatening skies amid shifting winds. Fortunately, we managed to outrun the rain, which came that night, by the way, but it was a good reminder of why we packed rain gear. This is also the day where our planning went a bit off course. Using guidebooks, we mapped out what should have been about 14 to 15 miles of hiking, similar to that plan for most other full days of hiking. However, sometime after midday, it became apparent that our distance calculations from the prior evening must have been errant. That planning error encouraged us to bypass Bertuswald, the last of the major fort ruins heading west, in favor of leaving time to properly tour Lanarkost Priory. After the arduous terrain of the crags and our realization uh, we had more ground to cover, the trail west of Bertuswald was basically a gentle downslope the rest of the way as we slowly descended back towards sea level. You may be wondering, why bypass a well-excavated fort ruins for a medieval church? Well, Having seen several excellent fort ruins over the past two days, we figured an ancient Augustinian priory would be a good change of pace. Not to mention, it was kind of like looking at the wall. After all, most experts believe that virtually all the stones forming the original structure of the priory were pinched from Hadrian's Wall. Not to mention the post-Roman historical angle, whereby King Edward I essentially established a throne there for five months in his final campaign in the Anglo-Scottish Wars during the early 14th century. A spectacular sight in its own right, as the nightcap attests. So today's the day we got back on the road, Cole. I had a few takeaways just uh, to pick up the trail. We were at the Twice Brood Inn in a town called Once Brood. We spent our break day there, uh, which, as we discussed, actually turned out to be a bit of a makeup day for all the reasons we talked about. But we uh, we got back on the trail in the morning. My, my first takeaway was this was one of the first days that we've actually seen a bit of the variation of the uh, the Northern England weather because we started out beautiful and then and then wondered the rest of the day what else we were going to get. No. Yeah, I mean, we're flirting with rain all day long. It was it felt like five or six or seven times it might have just spritzed on us, but only slightly. I remember being surprised one time when I looked down at the rocks we were walking on and seeing raindrops on the water, but it never actually rained. We never, you know, had to put on raincoats. Yeah, now the, the good news is 
our timing actually was impeccable in, in one regard today. We'll get back to why it was less, <laughs> less well managed uh, for other reasons. But we got to the B&B, we got settled in, we took our showers. I think right when we went down to dinner uh, is when we started hearing the rain pouring pretty hard outside. And won't be surprised if during this little discussion, you might hear some raindrops come back down again. Looks like it subsided for now, but who knows if it's coming back. The other takeaway for me was, and I think it really became noticeable on the approach toward Once Brewed when we were first coming there a couple days ago, and then from Once Brewed down toward where we've gotten to today, which is a town called Lenarkost. Uh, and that is uh, at a terrain in the middle of this walk that I actually thought was a bit, I don't want to say trickier, but I'll use the term that one of the other hikers used, uh, a bit more arduous, a lot of up and downs. Oh, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a fair amount of climbing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you think that the up's going to be hard and the down's going to be easy, but some of the down was so steep that that didn't actually help because you're, you're using your hamstrings and your legs to slow you down as much as you're uh, using your legs to go up. So... Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can just average it out. The constant up and down takes a takes a takes a beating. So we did we did develop this idea, which maybe we should keep this to ourselves rather than stick it <laughs> on a podcast. But as a as a commercial endeavor, we 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 thought of starting a company called Hadrian Zipline Tours, whereby <laughs> we could set up a few zip lines across a couple of the steep valleys that were steep down, steep up and maybe just get a good running start off of one of the major berms that the wall was on and get on over to the next one. But uh, we'll have to talk to the, uh, we'll have to talk probably to the uh, <laughs> the, the North Emberland the National Park Service about that because I think they'll have a say or two about the whole bit. Yeah, there were a number of places where I think you could have gone half a kilometer on a zip line and uh, really speeded up the process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Avoid a lot of the downhill and half of the uphill. But I guess I guess the other side of it is the most uh, and, and great views from some of those uh, from some of those high points, including finally reaching what is the highest point of the wall uh, where we were shortly after setting uh, setting foot back on the trail today. But as arduous as uh, again the second half of day three and then the first half of today, which is day four or four point four point one, depending on how you score our first down payment. Uh, the bottom line is, it's somewhat arduous uh, up and downs, but also that is the best of what the Hadrian's Wall has to offer. If you're looking for ruins, if you're looking for forts, uh, it's uh, we've we've seen a lot of really great stuff over the past couple of days. Yeah, I mean, not just the ruins and forts, just, I mean, tremendously long sections of the wall that are still... Pretty much intact, maybe not as high as they used to be. It's hard to tell in some places, but really dramatic stretches of wall and just cutting through countryside where the natural beauty, you know, not just the up and down as that we've already discussed, but, you know, just from the wall, you can just see, especially looking north, you can just see forever. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that's why they built it. That's why it was so effective. You know, you could see, you know, the marauding Scots from from high above and from, you know, as you put it, I think yesterday or so, um, almost two days away, 
in terms of hiking, you know, so you could prepare your your men for yeah. them coming. Yeah, exactly. So the the other arduous aspect of today is uh, it turns out for the first time on this trip, you and I uh, made, and I don't think we're going to, I think we've mutually agreed not to assign blame uh, or accept blame, by the way. <laughs> but we made a little bit of a planning faux pas or a, uh, a calculation error, if you will, on, uh, on, on what we were going to traverse today and what it was going to take us in terms of time and uh, mileage. Yeah, we calculated the segments <laughs> wrong. So we thought we were doing a 15-mile hike. It turned out to be, you know, somewhere between 17 and a half or maybe 18 miles yeah. or something like that. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was a longer day than expected. But thankfully, we got an early start. And, you know, as, as previously commented, the weather held up beautifully for us. I mean... I was sure it was just a question of when we were going to get rained on and not weather, but uh, it turned out to go, turned out, worked out really well for us. So the funny thing uh, on this was, in effect, we were hustling because we thought we were front running the rain. Yeah. So we, we were trying to set pretty good pace, and it turned out we needed the good pace, not so much to beat the rain, but rather because we actually had two to three miles that we hadn't counted on that we, uh, that we ended up doing at the end of the trip. It felt a little bit like a, uh, a Groundhog Day experience whereby you look up at the signs and think, wait a minute, isn't that time? Didn't the last sign say it was a mile and a half and it's still a mile and a half and we've been walking for half a mile? <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, we had a target, we had a goal, we had a place that we wanted to be at a certain point in time and that was Lanarkos Priory. It was a really uh, interesting old ruin of an old church that was effectively made almost 100% out of stone that they'd stolen off the wall um, or from one of the, lo the local forts. And uh, so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, we, we needed to be there by about four o'clock and we got there about 345. So it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think we had the right amount of time there and they closed at five. So we were working under deadline there. Yeah. Uh, so that was all good. To me, another good day again great ruins from here it looks like from everything we've read it looks like excuse the pun but it's mostly downhill from here uh we're looking at a couple of rolling hills but generally moving back towards sea level as we approach the western coast and frankly we're probably moving away from what was the spectacular ruins and we'll see a little bit less wall we'll continue to see vellum and I think we'll, I'm hoping we'll continue to see a beautiful countryside because I think we've enjoyed that, frankly, from the moment that we left uh, Newcastle area. Yeah, they say the countryside's still pretty, but the segments of wall will be fewer and further between, between them. But uh, yeah, we still got well, around 14 or 15 miles a day over the next two days. So there'll be good hiking days, should be interesting. Um, and... Yeah, for better or for worse, and I probably won't mind, much flatter. Yeah, 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 exactly. The uphill and downhill was fun. It was a good workout, but now we've kind of been there and done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the beauty of the countryside, and uh, maybe, maybe we can close tonight with a Jimmy Buffett quote, which is, the weather is here, wish you were beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, have a good night's sleep. We'll, we'll uh, be back at it in the morning. Buenas noches.